All right, welcome to week number two of Fit Club. Uh, many of us have a love-hate relationship with this thing called fitness and physical health and especially the role that exercise plays in that. And so today we're going to jump in uh, to what the scripture calls us to uh, how to treat our bodies and how to live our lives and uh, what fitness looks like uh, to us from a physical standpoint. Now, um, some of you here, you're eager to hear what I've got to say. Maybe some of you came in hopes that I would give you um, a training program, uh, a six-step program that you could take home and apply and you think that it's going to like change your life. Um, today's not going to be that, so let me go ahead and disappoint you now. Um, I'm not giving you like a workout routine to do. Um, many of you are here like, and you're super healthy. You're like fitness guru and you're here just to judge my words and to kind of point out what I'm going to say because... This old preacher has nothing uh, qualified in him to talk about fitness, and I know that's, that's probably true. Um, but I'm not going to give you a lot of ammunition today because we're not going to talk specifically uh, about a lot of the things that you probably know tons more than me about. Today, what I want to talk to us about is our approach to physical fitness. Because here's the truth. Our physical bodies play more of a role in our spiritual lives than we will ever give it credit our physical bodies play more of a spiritual role in our lives than we ever give it credit. Here's how this series came to be. Uh, over a year ago, probably November or uh, early December of 2012, uh, I began to notice something about myself, okay? And let me just kind of uh, be honest with you here. I began to gain some weight, okay? And I would hear some comments from some people that I would see around that they would just kind of make some jabbing comments like, looks like you're putting on a few pounds, buddy. And I would just kind of shake it off. But the truth is, is I would go home and I would like take my shirt off and I'd look in the mirror and I was like, what are they talking about, man? Like I couldn't see it. I couldn't see it. And I would, I would ask my wife, I'd be like, be honest, you know, am I looking, how am I looking, you know? And she would say, baby, you're fine. Stop, stop. You're ridiculous. Like, come on, you don't need to lose any weight. You're fine. I would even ask my mom, right? Mom, what do you think? What do you think? You're ridiculous, son. You don't need to lose any weight. But more and more in that season of my life, I just, I began to have this heart for myself. And at first, I couldn't diagnose what was happening within me because I thought that I was just being um, a self-absorbed person who cared about what people thought about me. Okay, so I began to just shake it off. Come on, don't care so much about what people think about you. It's not that big a deal. It's okay if you gain a little weight. It's not that big a deal. And then I would hear some more comments, and I would begin to just start noticing things myself and, and, and how out of shape I was getting. Now, uh, let me kind of get us all on the same page here. We've all got different stories, okay? So no one's here today pointing a finger at anybody. No one's here today telling you how your situation should be handled, okay? So let's just say there's gonna be a lot of grace today and our approach is love and no one's here pointing fingers at you. We've all got different stories. Let me just kind of catch you up with my story. Um, I grew up very, very active. Uh, I was outside anytime I could be outside. Uh, I was playing with friends. It always involved sports. Played sports from the time I was young through college. Played basketball in college and I was always active, Always. I was always doing something. In my downtime, I looked for something active to do. It was just how I was wired. It's how God created me. I loved doing things active. And so I always was in pretty good shape. Okay, I'm the guy that was in the gym. You know, I had bench pressed 315 pounds in my life. I've squatted close to 500 pounds in my life. Um, I have been that guy that was like really, really fit. Um, I've also been that guy because of that, that really thought a lot more of myself than I should have and viewed others with less grace than I should have. Okay, so let's kind of get on the same. That, that's kind of my story. Okay, I've always been fit, always been fit. And then all of a sudden, um, I plant a church. I mean, even when I was a youth pastor for eight years, I was fit in like church league this, church league that. I mean, I went from like what I thought was real cool sports to playing like church league sports. And it was cool because I could still hang with some old men and that was all right. But I stayed active. But, but then, when, then when we planted the church, um, I found a trend in my life to become less and less active. And I found myself because of what I kind of diagnosed was just the pressure of the job that I was in and the season of life that I was in, that I spent more and more energy and effort on things outside of caring for my body than I should have. 
And so as time went on and weeks went on and months went on, I began to notice that I really am, I'm getting out of shape. Okay, and so we, we fast forward to uh, about May of last year, uh, and I kind of, I was at a place where I weighed the most I'd ever weighed, and some of you are like, like, don't give me this sob story, I've seen you, and you're not like morbidly obese, you know, what are you even talking about? But I weighed the most I've ever weighed. I found myself constantly tired, I had no energy, I didn't eat good at all, I ate a lot of junk food, and I found myself just in an unhealthy place. I've always eaten a lot. Can I just say I love food? Anybody out there, you love food? Okay, this isn't a series, this isn't a day where I'm going to say you got to stop eating. I love eating. I exercise so I can eat. It's okay. Love to eat. I've always loved to eat. I've always eaten a lot. I've always taken pride in how much I could eat. At Thanksgiving, with family was around, it was my plate that was the biggest, and I always ate it all just to prove that I could eat more food than anybody. And I'm not picky. That's my downfall. I'm not picky. I'll eat anybody's food. I'll eat anything they put in front of me. I just, I love food. Food's good. It tastes, it tastes good. I just love food. And when Lindsay and I started dating and she took me to meet her parents for the first time we had dinner together, and I can remember specifically and vividly the second time that I went to see Lindsay's parents and I walked in the house and uh, they, had, they had gone to get KFC to eat. And uh, I remember the words that her mom said to me, hey, Bronson, I just want you to know we got an extra bucket of chicken since you were coming. And I was like... <laughs> Like, uh, she was like, yeah, right here. They had two buckets of chicken. I was like, dude, I've got to work on this. Apparently, I eat way too much. And people think because I'm coming over, they got to buy a bucket of chicken. This is not good. And so I found myself when I was single, like I would eat all of my food, but then there would be no food left. So that would be the end of my meal. But then when I got married, I would eat all of my food and my wife wouldn't eat all of her food. And, you know, they're starving people in the world. So I wanted to make sure that her food didn't go to waste. That's how I kind of justified. And so I found myself eating one and a half meals every time I sat down. And then truth be told, we, we, had, we had kids, And that one and a half meals went to like one and three quarters meals because Landon would not eat all of his food and there's like starving people in the world. And so I would say, we can't throw that food away. I mean, it needs to be eaten. That's the best, that's the best solution. So I would just, I would just eat it. And so I went from eating for one to eating for one and three quarters and I stopped exercising almost completely. I was not active whatsoever and I felt terrible. Uh, I didn't sleep well. I had no energy and life for me just felt Honestly, like it was out of control. And here's what I diagnosed in my own life in that season. Is that for me, physical fitness seemed on a surface level like it was a responsibility of mine to present myself to the world as the best Bronson that there was. And I had let myself go And I thought, you know, I'm not putting my best foot forward, and so I've got to change some things. But the Lord kind of started showing me some things in that season that kind of changed the way I viewed my body. And he showed me that the reason I was struggling so much in this season of my life with how I thought I looked before people is because I wasn't honoring him with my body. He began to show me the spiritual implications of physical fitness and the life that he calls me to live to present my body, not, not to you, not even to my wife, but to the Lord. To the Lord. We're going to look at some scriptures that talk about this in a few moments. But, but if nothing else today, if nothing else, if you don't hear anything else, if you don't leave with anything else, if you don't take anything away today that's helpful at all, I hope that you'll take away the reality that the way you treat your body the way you treat your physical body, the way you live a life of fitness, it either honors God or it dishonors God. It's one or the other. Your body, the way you treat your body, the way you care for your body, it either honors God or it does not honor God. There's no middle ground. There's no like get out of jail free. God doesn't really care because scripture teaches us that our bodies or to be lived in such a way that we are living sacrifices, that we worship him, that we present ourselves acceptable in his sight. So let's just go ahead and jump into some scripture. Um, and let me just forewarn you, there's going to be some things that we're going to talk about today that could potentially step on some toes, could potentially convict you, could potentially make you angry. You have permission to get angry. You can throw stuff at me once I'm done. 
Um, it's okay. I'm speaking to myself first and foremost today. But the goal is that we would be fit in our bodies. Let's remind ourselves before we get going uh, of the verse, the two verses that we're focusing this whole series around. First Timothy chapter number four, starting in verse number seven. It says, have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. Rather, train yourself to be godly. For physical training is of some value. We're going to talk about that value today. But godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. Train yourself for godliness. If you were here last week, I attempted 100 consecutive push-ups on this stage. I tried as hard as I could, and I came up way short. I got 54. I tried as hard as I could. I couldn't do it. We talked about the difference in trying and training. And we said that over these eight weeks of the series, we're going to commit to training for godliness and not just trying in godliness. And so uh, you might want to make plans to be here on February 23rd to see if I can, uh, over these seven weeks of training, get up to 100 consecutive push-ups. I'm going to give it my best, but I'm not going to try. I'm going to train. And if it comes up short, I can blame it on the training program. (laughs) So when it comes to our bodies. We've got to train ourselves for godliness in respect in regards to our physical bodies. There's three slogans from major weight loss companies, corporations, programs, diets that I want to read to us that I think present a false reality when it comes to our physical lives, when it comes to our bodies, when it comes to the image we project. Here's what one says. Um, it says, become your own success story. Become your own success story. Like, you can tell a story of success because we're going to help you lose weight. And if you'll lose weight, you'll be able to tell a success story. And so it's all about you and the story that you can tell. And this whole fitness thing is all about you. That's what this program would say. And I want you to know, it's not all about you. It's, it's not all about you. It's beyond that. It's a spiritual thing. Here, here's another one. It says, you lose the weight and not the lifestyle. Don't we all want to live in that fairy tale world? Like we can keep the lifestyle that we want. We cannot change a thing about the way we live and we'll magically drop weight. And so we can live looking the way we want to look without changing the way we live and consider that success. I just want you to know that's, that's not success. Looking a certain way isn't the epitome of success when it comes to your physical body. The life you live, the lifestyle that you embrace is a lifestyle that needs to be presentable to God. It's it's a spiritual thing. It's your lifestyle and your choice. If you want to be a person that's really skinny, it's your lifestyle, it's your choice. If you want to be a person that's not so skinny and, and you're okay with that, it's your choice. And I just want you to know today No one's pointing any fingers at all, but it's not necessarily your choice. The Bible teaches us that there is a certain way that we need to treat our physical bodies. There's a certain perspective that we need to have when it comes to our physical bodies. And you don't get to choose what's right and wrong in God's eyes. And I don't get to choose what's right and wrong in God's eyes. And it's important for us to try to understand what he expects from us. Now that we've kind of said that, let me kind of... Let some air out of some of your like anger balloons. Okay, today isn't about looking a certain way. Okay, fitness, presenting yourself to God, isn't about being a size two if you're a lady. It's not about being a size zero, as as a lot of our culture teaches us is acceptable. Men, it's not about having six pack abs and be able to bench press a mountain. That's not, that's not the goal. That's not what we're talking about today. I'm not talking about being able to run a marathon next week. All those things are great. All those things are good. There's nothing wrong with those things. But that's not the goal of today. Today is not for you to leave thinking, I don't look the way I'm supposed to look. Today, the goal is not for you to leave thinking, I have screwed up and God is displeased with my body. It's not the goal today. Please, please, please don't hear that today. Please don't walk away thinking that today. God has made us all different shapes, sizes. He's put us all in different situations. We all battle different things in life. And honestly, honestly, there are some of you here today 
who may try really, really hard at this fitness thing. And you may give it a lot of energy and a lot of thought and a lot of time. And you may work really hard at it. And you may not get the results that other people get. And it may be disheartening and discouraging to you. And today is not about adding another layer of frustration to your life and beating you down to say you're still not good enough. You're still not good enough. You're still not good enough. That's not today. Please don't hear that. Please don't hear that. Today is about understanding that our bodies, the way we treat our bodies is a spiritual, a spiritual decision. First Corinthians chapter number six, verse 19. This was written by a man named Paul who wrote a letter to a church in the city of Corinth. And listen to what he says. Do you not know, listen to this, do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit? He's not like metaphorical talking here. He's talking about your physical body. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? Listen to this. You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. You may have worked really, really hard to look the way you look. I commend you for that. Great job. But here's, here's a wake-up news story for you. You're not your own. If you belong to Christ, if you're a follower of Jesus, if you claim to be a follower of Jesus, if you call yourself a Christian, you're not your own. By the grace of God, you were purchased from a life of sin and death, and you were given life in him. And now your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. God lives in you. You host God every day of your life, every waking moment, every sleeping moment. God lives in you. What type of host are you? For God, What type of home are you giving God with regards to your body? Here's the thing that frustrates me about a lot of Christians and a lot of people in the church is we look at what happens on Sunday as church because we go to church. And what happens in church a lot of times is different than what happens outside of church. And we can get really angry that we sing a Katy Perry song in church. We can get really angry that a pastor wouldn't wear a suit and tie and bring his very best to the Lord in church. And we forget that God never promised that he would reside anywhere on a Sunday morning and that's all. But when we come together, we bring with us God's Holy Spirit inside of us and collectively we are the church and when we leave, we're just as much the church as when we're together. And so for someone to get angry at something that happens in the church, I can't believe they did that on Sunday morning in the church, and then they go to a restaurant that plays the same song and they don't get up and leave, it frustrates me. It makes me mad, to be honest with you, because it's hypocritical, because you are the church. I am the church, and when we leave and we go out of this place, we're the church. And the same standard that takes place on a Sunday morning should reflect the same standard that takes place in our lives on a daily basis. How dare we pretend that the lives we live outside of Sunday morning aren't as important as what takes place on Sunday mornings when we're together. You host God. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. When we come together, we reflect the glory of God greater than when we're alone. And God calls us to live life together. But even when we're by ourselves, if we call ourselves Christians, if, if we've been born again, if we're followers of Christ, God lives inside of us. And this isn't like a suggestion. It's not like a, hey, here's something you could, should consider. It's a therefore honor God with your body. Like this is a word of instruction to you and to me. So the first question for us today is, do we honor God with our bodies? Because here's the flip side of physical fitness. We look at people who look the way we think we would want to look. We look at people who we can tell, they've worked really hard to look that way. And we think that's success. When the truth is, a lot of times, people that look certain ways that we think we would want to look, they get to looking that way because they care more about their image than they do honoring God with their bodies. And let's just be honest, a lot of guys take shortcuts. A lot of people take things to look certain ways whether it's diet pills or whether it's hormones or whatever people take because they want to look a certain way and they think that's success in the world's eyes. And God is saying, 
I never asked you to walk a runway, and I never asked you to pose for me. I just want you to honor me with your body. Now, if you can bench 500 pounds and you can do it to the glory of God, I commend you. It's incredible. But don't forget why you can bench press 500 pounds, and don't forget why you can run a marathon, and don't forget why you can swim for miles and miles. It's because by the grace of God, he has blessed you with the physical body that you have. You don't have to be in the shape that you're in. You don't have to have the opportunities that are afforded to you. God's been good to us. He really has. And so are we stewarding the presence of God in our lives like we should? And for me, the answer was no. And I was convicted because I spent all of my energy and all my time thinking about things outside of myself and I found myself in a condition that honestly to the world didn't look bad. Honestly, people wouldn't have looked at me and said, man, he's really out of shape. It was like God was saying, you're forgetting this main component of your life is to honor me. Paul in a different place in Romans chapter number 12 Verse 1 says, therefore I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, in view of God's mercy, in view of him not giving you what you deserve, offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. You know when you take care of your body, you're worshiping the Lord. You know when you care for your physical body, it's an act of worship. It's an act of worship. We offer, we present our bodies to the Lord. And this is where we get things wrong is because we want to present our bodies to our world. Listen, I know it hurts when, you, when your husband says something snide about you not looking the way you looked when you first met. And husbands, you probably don't either. You, you don't have a lot of room to talk. I don't know why you think your standard is different from hers. I don't know. It frustrates me too. Your goal in life isn't to have a body that simply pleases your spouse, although it's important, although it'll go a long way in your marriage. Your goal in life isn't for people to give you compliments. Man, it looks like you've lost weight. You look great. That's awesome. If that's your fuel, if that's what motivates you, to be in shape, to be fit, to care for your body, you've got the wrong motivation. If what motivates you to care for your body is sitting on a table at a doctor's office and him saying to you and her saying to you, if you don't change the way you eat, you're going to die. If that don't motivate you, I don't know what will in life, but if that's what it takes to motivate you to care for your body, then you've missed the point of honoring God with your body and presenting yourself as a living sacrifice to a holy God who loves you, who lives in you, who stewards you. So many of us, we come to a physical church on Sunday mornings and we think, you know, God would be pleased here. But we leave and we go to places where God actually resides and we forget to even consider what type of host we're being to the Holy Spirit, to the God of all the universe. So today is not about like, here's, here's a five-step program, uh, here's a 10-step here's a approach. Today is about understanding that the way we treat our bodies is spiritual. It's a reflection of spiritual maturity. It's an act of godliness. It's an act of worship. And so all that being said, we're going to talk about a couple of issues you may or may not like to hear, and that's okay. We don't have to agree on everything that we're about to talk about. And what we're about to talk about isn't intended to degrade, demean, judge anyone here in the room. There's two top preventable causes of death in America Think in your mind, what are those two things? Excellent, you all got it. Number one, smoking tobacco. And number two is obesity. Did you know that obesity is killing Americans at a rate like never before? 
that in the world that we live in, our physical weight that we carry, and let me just go ahead and say this, the way they determine overweight and obesity is called body mass index, and they, they take your height and your weight, and they have a formula, um, and by the formula, I looked it up, I'm overweight, just so you know. Um, I need to lose about six or seven pounds to be considered in the normal weight limit for my height, so no one's up here pointing fingers at anybody, okay? I've got work to do myself, and I don't, I don't put a lot of stock in that either. You know, who cares about your body mass index? What I care about is that you're trying to honor God with your body. But obesity is a serious problem. It's killing people here in America at an alarming rate. We're seeing obesity more and more being a problem with kids younger and younger. And all of us have opinions as to why that is. And all of us can say that we need to stop eating certain types of foods and at certain types of restaurants and we need to stop eating things that have been processed and this and that. We all have opinions on what it is, but here's what I want to leave us with today. Your physical body is your responsibility. And you're either going to take responsibility to honor God with your physical body or you're not. You're either going to take the actions and the steps necessary to put yourself in a healthy place or you're not. And honestly, let's just be real, one of those honors God and the other one doesn't. Obesity leads to all types of diseases, from heart diseases uh, to diabetes, uh, you name it. The, the gamut is, is large. But statistics tell us that if you can lose just 5 to 10% of your body weight, your chances of being harmed by obesity and overweight goes down at a staggering weight rate. So if you look at yourself and say, I'm overweight, I need to lose some weight. If you can lose five to 10 pounds, you've taken a big step, okay? No one's up here saying you've got to lose 25 pounds by next week for God to love you. No one's saying that, no one's saying that. But I am saying that if you don't care for your body, you're killing yourself. Sooner than you're intended to die, I believe that. I don't believe that God's plan was from the beginning to say, I'm going to create this person and I want them uh, to, to grow up and become older. And then uh, the way that they're going to die is, is I'm going to just have them gain a bunch of weight. And it's going to start shutting down their organs and they're not going to be able to sustain life and they're just going to pass away. I don't, I don't, I don't think that that's his plan. I don't think, I think that he knows that's going to happen to some people, but I don't think that he designed it to happen that way. And so our weight is, is a big deal. And, and one of the contributing factors to our weight is what we eat. And I told you earlier, I love to eat. I love to eat. And, and honestly, I've, I've just been fortunate and blessed enough to be deceived enough to think that how I eat and what I eat is okay because I don't gain a lot of weight. And I know that, listen, we all have different physiological makeups and we can all eat the exact same thing every day. And we can all look differently. And so today isn't about saying, you know, you're not trying. Today's not about saying, like, you're a failure. It's not what we're saying. It's not what we're saying. But today is about saying that your weight is extremely important. And I would say that if you feel like you're overweight, it's important for you to go see a doctor and get on a plan to figure out and get your weight under control. Because if you can do that, if you can do that, here's what happens, is you honor God. You honor God. Listen, if you lose 300 pounds and you're on the biggest loser, okay, the danger in that is is you're going to have a lot of people telling you how good you look. Okay? And the heart, the heart behind it isn't that you look a certain way, it's that you honor God a certain way. And so for some of us, it just means we need to eat less. Look, you think I'm kidding. My wife hides food from me. You think I'm kidding. I eat a lot of food. It's nothing for me to sit down with a bag of chips and watch some sports center and realize, well, daggum, I just ate that whole bag of chips. <laughs> and my wife go to pack lunches for my kids 
say, honey, have you seen the chips? And me say, did you buy chips this time? I don't think, I don't think you bought chips. I don't think you bought chips because those kettle, those kettle good chicks, man, they're my favorite. Mesquite barbecue, I could just, God, right now I could eat them. So good, man, they're so good. I love to eat and listen and listen. Just because I don't weigh a ton doesn't mean it's okay for me to eat endlessly like that. Because I'm not caring for my body. I'm not, I'm not. And so I'm pointing fingers at myself in the middle of this. I hope that you understand that. I hope that you see that. Halloween time, my goodness, my kids bring home candy and we try to tell them, you know, you don't need to eat all this candy so we're going to put it in a hiding place and they never know how much candy they had because it's going to have bad teeth too. Y'all pray for me. If one of the leading preventable causes of death in America is our weight, don't you think God would want us to care about what we weigh? Don't you think he would want us to get that under control? Don't you think that he would want us to make that a priority in 2014? Don't you think that he would want us to do everything within our realm of worshiping him to care for our bodies? To start exercising if we don't exercise at all, if we have a zero active lifestyle that we start doing something even if we park in the last parking lot at Walmart and just walk all the way up the parking lot, that's a starting place, okay? No one's expecting you to get on a treadmill and kill yourself like we saw earlier. You gotta care about your weight. You got to. It's important. It's so important. You gotta get on top of it. You gotta get control of it because if you don't, it's gonna kill you. But aside from that, you're dishonoring God, no one wants to say this, but let's just be real. It's sinful. It's sinful. Gluttony is one of the seven deadly sins that Proverbs talks about. When we eat just for the sake of eating, let's just be honest, some of us have a problem with that. Some of us need help with that. Some of us might need to go to some psychiatrist or something. I don't know. And here's what I'm not pretending. I'm not pretending that this is just like you don't care thing. Some, some people are addicted to drugs. and Some people are addicted to alcohol. and Some people are addicted to food. I'm not, I'm not trying to act like that's not a truth. But just because you're addicted to food doesn't give you an excuse not to try to get help. Not to try to get on top of things and not try to figure things out. Present your bodies as living sacrifices to God, holy and acceptable to him. This is your spiritual act of worship. God lives inside of you. He deserves our best. It's not just on Sundays. It's in our very everyday lives. For some of us, it's portion control. For some of us, it's starting to exercise. For some of us, it's getting accountability and allowing people to know that we're trying to change some things about our lives. I promise you, no one's looking at you from this stage, pointing fingers, saying, you're the one that needs help. You're the one that needs help. This one needs help. Pray for me. I've been, I, honestly, I've been trying. I've been working hard to honor God with my body. And it's not about looking a certain way. I could care less about what you think. I used to. I used to care a lot. You asked my mom, my dad. Well, dad was part of it. But you asked my mom. We had a big mirror above our couch and we would come in from working out and we'd take the shirts off and we would stand there and we would, Flex, I did good today. We would. I cared. I cared about what I looked about. It was sinful. My dad encouraged me. I blame it on him. I used to go out in town with wife beater on. Hello. I did. A true story. Where does that come from? Except caring about what people think about you more than caring about what God thinks about you. And God doesn't care about your six-pack abs. He just cares that you're trying to present yourself spiritually in his sight. We're good. We love each other. We're going to make progress this year. This is our year. I'm telling you, this is our year. We're champions, man. We're going to kill it this year.
This is our year to honor God with our bodies. We've talked about it in the past. We've made resolutions. We've, we've gone on diets. And if the diets you're going on are promising you things that are unrealistic, you just need to forget them and you need to go and find a nutritionist and get, a, get some real help. And find, a, find something that works for you and honors God and let's work at it. And if weight's not an issue for you, it doesn't give you a free fast not to be active and not to present your body as a living sacrifice to him. I love the Lord. Second thing I want to talk about, let's, let's just kind of talk to our smokers today. Our smokers, our tobacco lovers. Um, here's where I want to start. Smoking tobacco is the number one cause of preventable death in the U.S. That means you didn't have to die, but you chose to smoke or you chose to use tobacco and it caused you to die. It could have been prevented. It wasn't something out of your control. Okay, it leads to cancer. It's, it's proven. Okay, it's not like hypothetical. It's proven, it's proven. Okay, so here's, here's where we're gonna start. Is it a sin to smoke a cigarette? And all God's children said, No. Some of you are just like, what? What did he say? I can light one up and it's cool. It's your decision, man. Here, the Bible says nothing about smoking cigarettes. Okay? And, and, and here's, where, here's where we get on our little kicks and we say, well, the, well, the Bible says your body's the temple of the Lord. And so if you're bringing that pollution into the temple of the Lord, that's a sin. And you just need to apply that same, that same mentality to, to, your, to your Big Macs, to your Twinkies, and your little Debbies, and your bags of chips, because you're bringing in things to your body that's different from tobacco, but it's the same thing, okay? So, so, so if you're a smoker, if you like to dip, if you like to chew, tobacco's your thing, no one's here telling you that you're going to hell because of it, Okay? I heard someone once say, you're not going to go to hell because you smoke cigarettes. You're just going to smell like you've been there. <laughs> I kind of agree with that. I don't, I don't like the smell of cigarettes. Uh, my grandmother smoked cigarettes. My grandfather, he dipped, he chewed. I've been around tobacco. I haven't been sheltered from tobacco There was a time in my life that our yard got rolled and yeah, I've done some stupid stuff. I'm not even going to go there. I've tried to smoke things before. It's really stupid. <laughs> listen, if you, if you want to smoke a cigar when you're out, what it, listen, that's between you and God. I'm not here to tell you what you can and can't do, okay? Here's what you need to know, though. You could save a lot of life. You could save a lot of money. You can save a lot of health if you'll just throw them things away. Now, if, if, if you're not willing to, it's cool. Like, no one's going to judge you. There's people here that smoke, okay? I promise you I'm not pointing fingers at you, and that's between you and the Lord. We're talking about getting fit this year, though, okay? We're talking about presenting our bodies as living sacrifices to God, and we're talking about something that kills people, And I would think that this would be a place where maybe we could just, just kind of wrestle with God on this issue in our own hearts and say, is this the wisest thing for me to do? Okay? And we could talk about other substances. Listen, you know, the Bible doesn't talk about smoking pot either. It doesn't mean you can go out and get high. I know that it's legal in some places now. And so all the preachers used to say, you know, the Bible doesn't talk about smoking pot, but it's illegal. And you've got to honor the, the law of the land, and so you can't smoke pot. And now that you can smoke pot in Colorado and a couple other states, now some pastors are having to back up and say, well, we're going to have to figure out a different approach to tell people they can't smoke pot. Come on. Come on. Listen, I had a roommate in college. He smoked weed, and he told me he had his best prayer time when he was high. <laughs> Come on. Come on, I'm not naive. Where are we going to draw the line, though? In understanding that what we bring into our body affects us. It's not about how we feel. You know? We're dependent on a substance in our lives. It's something we crave. Wouldn't we want to crave God? 
instead of cheeseburgers? Wouldn't we want to crave God instead of cigarettes? Wouldn't we want to crave God instead of pornography? Wouldn't we want to crave God? Listen, this isn't an isolated incident. There's lots of things we bring into our bodies that are addictive, are destructive, are harmful. That we need to just be honest with ourselves enough to look and say, what in my life right now am I bringing into my life that's, that's destructive, that's not helpful? Some of you, you've, you've tried to quit smoking. It's hard, and I understand. I'm not telling you just throw it away and, and, and you're never going to struggle with it again. I get it. I understand. I understand. But here's the question, here's, and this is for you to wrestle with, is what you're bringing into your body, is it honoring God or is it dishonoring God? I can't answer that for you. That's between you and God. My guess would be if it's killing you, it's probably not. But I can't sit here with biblical proof and say if you smoke a cigarette, you're going to hell. It's a sin. I I can't. I can't. That's between you and God. And some of you, you want me to say that. You're like, just say it. Just come out and say it. Just come on and say it. Just be bold. Just take a stand and say it. And I can't. I can't. Because here's what the church is so guilty of. And it drives me insane if this is the line to cross to sin is we say, well, I don't want to go across that line so I'm going to come over here and I'm going to build me a fence. Okay, so if, if I can't get past this fence, I know I'm not going to get to the line. And then we say this fence right here, we start teaching that this fence is the word of God. That's called legalism. That's what the church does a lot of times. It's what we're guilty of. is we're saying over here is sin, but here's how you can keep from getting to sin. And so if you cross this fence... We try to act like that's sin. And listen, I can't tell you if you smoke a cigarette that you're going to hell. It's a sin. I can't. It's not in, it's not in God's word. I, I could make an argument and you could make an argument the other way. This is for you. We're talking about fit club here. We're talking about presenting our bodies to the Lord. What does he expect of you? What does he want you to do? Maybe for you, like God's speaking to me about the way I eat my lack of exercise, maybe, maybe, maybe God wants to talk about some substance that you're embracing that's got a hole in your life. I'm going to move on. Some of you will feel good about that. How about rest? Some of us that never sleep. How about some of us that stay up till two or three in the morning? We've got to be up at six to be at a job. And we live our lives with no rest. And we're constantly irritable. We're constantly fatigued and we try to pretend like we don't need rest, like normal people need rest. But statistically, you need six hours of sleep. You do. I know we tell our kids eight hours and I would love to get eight hours of sleep. But you need six hours. If you're not getting six hours of sleep, like that's not good for your body. You're putting yourself in a position to be vulnerable, not just from a health-wise, but you're putting yourself mentally and emotionally at a place where you can just explode at people for no reason. Maybe for some of you, you say, you know what, I'm not sleeping as much as I need to sleep. And this year, that's what I need to work on. That's, that's, that's my thing to get fit. I need to start sleeping. I need, I need to go to bed with my wife. I haven't been to bed with my wife in years I need, I need to start doing that. That can just kind of be my thing. And if I can just kind of commit to that, and if we can, maybe I'll have to convince her to stay up 30 or 45 minutes later, but if I can convince her to do that, then I can meet her in the middle, and we can just, and that can be something I've struggled with. Conversation that's taking place in the Crawford household. Commitment that I've had to make. All right, yeah. I can give up a late night show. I can give up this and that, I'll go to bed. I can get up early if I've got stuff I need to get done. But that'll just kind of be something that drives me to make sure that I'm resting like I'm supposed to rest. And then we flip the script and there's laziness. Some of us, we just don't like to do much. And we sit around a lot. It probably involves a lot of keyboards and it probably involves a lot of TV. We just don't do much. We just, we don't. we don't. We don't even like, we're homebodies. We don't like to get out of the house. We can just sit there all weekend and we can just do, we can watch marathons of Breaking Bad. That's a reference to somebody in the room. I love it. <laughs> I 
I watched the whole series, let's just be honest. It's good. <laughs> kind of hated the way it ended, but that's a different story. If we're lazy, if we're not being active, if we're not doing things physically, we're either honoring God or we're not honoring God with our bodies. What's it, what's it going to be this year? This is our year to get fit. This is our year to get in control of our bodies. This is our year to do something. Whether you walk to the mailbox or not, instead of getting in your car and backing out there. Whether you walk to the end of the neighborhood and back. Whether you walk from the end of the parking lot or back. Whether you take the stairs instead of the elevator. Or whether you join a gym and, and get a membership and you start working out hardcore. I don't care what you do, but... Maybe for you, you say, I don't do much. And this year, i got to start doing something. It's not about looking a certain way. It's not about having an image that people approve of. It's about, am I presenting my body as a living sacrifice to the holy God? Am I pleasing, acceptable in his sight? Or am I just sitting around doing nothing and dishonoring him? And God lives in me. And I can just imagine what God would say to a lot of us with regards to our bodies. Some of you, you just need to go to a doctor. You haven't been to a doctor in years. You hate doctors. I hate doctors. Doctors cost money. I understand that. Some of you haven't been to the doctor. You haven't had a physical in years. And maybe, just maybe, a doctor would have some kind of advice for you to help you care for your body. We like to pretend that we can control our own destiny and we can figure things out ourselves and we can fix things and things will just get better over time. But I'm just here to tell you, the older we get, it just doesn't really work that way. The less in control of our bodies we are if we just sit around and wait on things to happen. Maybe some of us just need to go to a doctor and just say, hey, doc, check me out. What do I need to work on? What's bad? What's good? Just, just give me the whole story and give me a plan. Tell me what I need to work on. Here, here's the hope. Here's the hope. I want to read this scripture to you and we're going to end our time together. I'm, I'm going long. Some of us, we don't really care much. Let's be honest. We don't really care much about our physical bodies. Okay, and if that's, if that's us, if that's you, if that's me, that's got to change. Because okay? we're not talking about Something that just affects us. And no one doesn't concern anybody else. It concerns a lot of people, but ultimately it concerns God. But some of you, you care a lot, and you just feel defeated. I'm going to leave you with a scripture that hopefully you can just kind of take with you. It can kind of be your scripture this year, and you can just say, this, I'm going to own this scripture, and this is a promise to God for me. It's Philippians Chapter number three, starting in verse 18. For as I have often told you before, and now tell you again, even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. This is Paul talking. He wrote a letter to a church in Philippi. Many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. And listen to how he describes them. Their destiny is destruction. Their God is their stomach. Their destiny is destruction. They're heading to a place that's not good. They're not healthy. Something bad is coming physically. Their God is their stomach. They make sacrifices. Somebody says, I, I watch what I eat. I watch it go from my plate to my mouth every time. Their God is their stomach, and their glory is in their shame. What a sad state. What a sad state. Their mind is set on earthly things. They're consumed with this mentality of image, stereotype, looking a certain way, caring what people think about them, satisfying cravings that they have for their own bodies. They're more concerned about that than honoring God with their bodies. But, and here's your, here's your good news. But our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who, 
by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control. You might not control it, but there's one that can. By the power that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. There's coming a day when we get to heaven, we'll have glorified bodies. Theological term, the glorification of our bodies. We'll have bodies like Christ and we won't struggle with weight and we won't struggle with addictions and we won't struggle with laziness and we won't struggle with the things we struggle with down here. But I just believe in my heart of hearts that God cares enough not to wait till heaven to help us and that everything's under his control and if we'll go to him and seek him, he's got the power to help us get under control some things that we need to get under control this year. Some of us need to lose some weight. We need to stop using some substances. We need to stop eating so much. We need to be honest enough to say, I'm just lazy. I need to just go see a doctor. You name it, whatever it looks like for you. The promise is there's a God in heaven who loves you enough and cares about you enough to help you put under control what's already under his control. You can do it. This is your year. I believe it. If you will care about your body and have the perspective to present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, because this is your spiritual act of worship, then you can honor God with your body. It's not about what people think. It's about what he thinks. And you're either going to sin or you're not going to sin. You're either going to present your body, your physical body, in a way that's presentable to God or you're not. I don't care what size you are. I care what your heart condition is like. And if you can spiritually... Get in the place where God wants you to be to present yourself to him. Then I believe it's going to spill over into your physical life. And you'll be healthier and you'll be happier than you've ever been in your entire life. Lord Jesus, I pray that you would help us in this moment, in this day, in this week, in this month, in this year, in this season of our life. Help us to be who you want us to be and to present ourselves to you. Healthy, fit. We can be proud of who we are and what we've done with our body, that we can host, that we can house your spirit well, that we care as much about what goes into our body than what happens here in a church setting because we are the church, Lord. We are, and we host, we, we are home to your spirit. You live inside of us. And for that, I ask you, Father, just to empower us and give us a strength and give us a courage to take some steps to help honor you with our bodies. As we do that together, Lord, I'm just believing that this will be the year that we gain victory in some areas we've struggled with for a year, that we'll have perspective that we've never seen of how we've abused our bodies and how it's dishonored you and how we can make changes that will be glorifying to you and your son, Jesus. Help us to be a church that's fit, Lord. I don't care how we look, but help us to be a church that's fit before you. That we care about our bodies, that we take care of our bodies, that we honor you with our bodies. This is our spiritual active worship, and we worship you with everything that's in us. It's not about trying, it's about training. And we're going to start today by honoring you and offering you our bodies. In Jesus' name, amen.